You know what time it is? Time for more football reaction. That's not to hear from one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. I think he's a bomb. I think he's an absolute bomb. Time to crack open a high noon. This is the High Noon Hour on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Oh, yeah! From the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, here's Alex Strofe. <sighs> we got to do this again? It's the High Noon Hour. I'm Alex Strofe. The funeral procession rolls on on your Monday as the Green Bay Packers have lost five in a row, and the fifth is the final nail in the coffin, as the Detroit Lions, wow, beat the Green Bay Packers a final of 15-9 yesterday. Season's over. That's pitiful. I mean, it's absolutely pitiful. And nailed it, Jim Mora. like that. Nailed pitiful. it. Nailed it. Pitiful. Pitiful indeed. Hey, I, I wonder why the Indianapolis Colts didn't call Jim Mora. See if he wanted to coach. Jeff Saturday? I know Will the Attach were just talking about it, but wow. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later when we do NFL quick hits about 11, or 1230, rather. Daylight savings time throwing me off. Uh, we'll do that at 1230-ish, NFL quick hits. We'll get to the first three things in a moment, but let me give you the phone line right away, 844-770-3776. If you'd like to pay your respects to the Green Bay Packers season, or if you want to tell me it's not over, like Aaron Rodgers tried to do, it's over. It's over. Uh, Which is really disappointing because it's only November 7th. Hey, the stat that that I keep hearing now uh, is one that will blow you away. The Milwaukee Brewers have won a game more recently than the Green Bay Packers, and they didn't make the playoffs. Neither will the Green Bay Packers. Uh, The Packers have not won in over a month. October 2nd, the last game they won, which was against the New England Patriots. That was the day Paul Christ was fired. So it's been been a rough month and a couple days for the Green Bay Packers, who are now 3-6, and mathematically still alive. But according to uh, the Strofe Mathematics Academy, the season is over. Let's get to the first three things. These are the first three things. First things first. Well, I just said it, but I'll say it again if you didn't hear me the first time. Season's over. Pack it up. It's over with. Uh, Look, I... I understand mathematically three and six is not eliminated from the playoffs through uh, through nine weeks, but look at the schedule. I mean, I can't look at a single game remaining on the Packers' schedule with eight left. That's winnable. Cowboys are better than the Packers. That's who they have on Sunday. Mike McCarthy coming back to Lambeau Field. He'll bring some extra juice. Yeah, I know Hunter Vaughn who's running the show. Cowboys fan. Fired up about that one on Sunday. You going? You going to that game? I'm probably going to look to see if ticket prices have dropped. I didn't want to spend I bet, 300 I, I on bet a they ticket. Have. I bet they have. Uh, get up to Green Bay regardless. Uh, should be a fun time for your, you and your Cowboys fans. Uh, then they have a quick week turnaround against the Titans, who had a really nice game, overtime game, against the Chiefs on Sunday night last night. I'm going to that game. Had free tickets drop into my lap for that <laughs> game. So uh, we'll see how that goes on a short week. Then you get a nice like 10-day break. To play the Eagles on Sunday night football. Ouch. Is this going to be an eight-game losing streak for the Packers before they play the Bears on December 4th? It might be. It might be. That is correct. It might be. Uh, Eight straight losses as the Packers have now lost five in a row. So, look, uh, I, I understand we can sit here and say, look, they have Aaron Rodgers. 
Matt LaFleur maybe still deserves the benefit of the doubt. I actually err on the side of I don't think he does anymore. Um, I said last week, I, th- I still think Matt LaFleur gets the benefit of the doubt. I no longer believe that. Yesterday's loss is inexcusable. It's as bad as it gets. Uh, that's called rock bottom is what the Packers reached yesterday, scoring zero points in the first half against the worst defense, uh, not only in the league, maybe ever. The Detroit Lions averaging uh, after yesterday's game. 27 points a game defensively, which is uh, the highest in the league. Cardinals second at 26. It's bad. Really, really bad. You only put up nine points against that uh, against that defense. Now, you can make a case, of course, right? You kick a field goal a few times. You actually win that game. I'm not going to make that argument. Aaron Rodgers, uh, I can't believe I'm about to say what I'm about to say. Should have had a touchdown pass thrown to David Bakhtiari. Really odd sentence. Uh, but he underthrew. Horrible. Let's go to thing two. The second thing. Talk about weird things to say. Aaron Rodgers typically not the problem in his tenure as the Green Bay Packers starter in the last 15 or so years. Yesterday, uh, he was the biggest problem and the biggest reason the Packers lost to the lowly Detroit Lions. Three interceptions, uh, which is so uncharacteristic of Aaron Rodgers. It's rare he throws three interceptions in a season, let alone one game. But that's what he does against the Detroit Lions. And the thing is, it's not like he was under a ton of pressure. He was sacked once. Um, the pocket wasn't collapsing a ton. Obviously, you didn't have David Bakhtiari for about half that game. So you didn't have you know, your, your premier offensive line on the field. But it's still no excuse. You're playing the Lions, and you throw three interceptions. Aaron Rodgers, the biggest problem with yesterday's loss for the Green Bay Packers. But he hasn't had his normal ability to dig you out of a hole. As he's had in past years. Could you make the case around the about the pieces around him? Yes. Right, Brian Gutekunst has, has done no service for this Packers offense in the last 12 months in terms of adding pieces, in terms of replacing Devontae Adams. There, there's been no fixing this offense, but Aaron Rodgers has been a part of that problem, which is unfortunate because it's a four-time MVP. It's Debatably, I'd make the case the best quarterback the Packers have ever had. Um, but he's he's not good at digging you out of holes anymore, and I don't know what what there is to say about that. It's just it's really disappointing. I mean, I, I don't see Aaron Rodgers getting back to 2020, 2021 Aaron Rodgers form this year. It's just not in the cards. Uh, really interesting quote from Rodgers here. Uh, he was the leading rusher in this game for the Packers. Four carries, forty yards. Uh, which was more than A.J. Dillon's 34 and and more than Aaron Jones's 25 rushing yards. Rodgers says this about uh, maybe needing to do more. Well, I mean, I played but uh, I never gave up. Uh, And obviously I don't want to lead us in rushing, um, but I knew I was going to have to make some plays in my legs. And that's really the moving forward. I'm going to have to keep doing things like that. But... uh, but no, I feel like we never gave up. I mean, we moved the ball well in the first half, and I threw a couple picks in the end zone. Took points off the board. So that obviously came back to hurt us down the stretch. Really? Hey, Aaron, here's your participation trophy, bro. Thanks for not giving up against the Detroit Lions. You didn't give up. Great job. We're all really proud of you for that, man. Awesome. Nine points. 
Seriously. We didn't give up? Are we going to sit here and talk about how good our effort was against the Detroit Lions? That's what you want to do. You want to go up on that podium after throwing three interceptions. And you want credit for not giving up? I mean, what have we... What, what level have the Green Bay Packers stooped to? They are the Detroit Lions. Yeah, we didn't give up. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Good job. You're paid $50 million a year, and you, you want to talk about how the, the, the fact you didn't give up. That's sad. In fact, no, it's worse than sad. It's pathetic. We have reached a pathetic level for the Green Bay Packers. And number 12 is, is atop that list to blame. There's plenty of blame to go around. Right, Brian Gutekunst gets some blame. Matt LaFleur hasn't been able to make adjustments. That's something we've given him a hard time about throughout his tenure, right? The adjustments he has not made. Between games, during the halftime break, whatever. Matt LaFleur struggled with making adjustments. But Aaron goes up on the podium after throwing three interceptions and said, hey, we didn't give up. That is that is awful. That's inexcusable. I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? The final thing. Three, that's the magic number. Yes, Three. It is. It's the magic number. All right, look, I said it at the top, but now this is how my mind works, so let's let's dive into my dark, scary brain for a second. The season's over. You can go ahead and, and call that a fact. Um, I, I have no faith that this Green Bay Packers team can rattle off eight straight wins to make the playoffs, right? That puts you at 11 and, at 11 and 6. You get in at eleven and six, but you got to win all eight, and then you got to win four more. So, yeah, you, you got to win twelve games in a row if you think this team is, has Super Bowl potential. Essentially, you can maybe drop one. Ten might be enough to get in. I've said nine. This team ain't winning nine games. What happens next is the question that crossed my mind now, right? Because the Packers are at a, a significant crossroads all of a sudden. I mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Does he play again next year? He was actually asked about whether or not he, he regrets not retiring. I thought his answer was uh, about as good as we didn't give up. But here's Aaron Rodgers on whether or not he regrets not retiring. I think that's an exaggeration, Pete. Uh, um, frustration and miserability are two different emotions. So um, when I decided to come back, it was all in. And and I don't make decisions. And then, you know, hindsight, 2020, you know, have... Regrets about uh, big decisions like that. So I was all in, and uh, this is uh, a lot of life lessons for sure this year. Um, but luckily, it's not over. There's still a lot of games left. We'll be counted out, probably by many, and we'll see how we respond. Put me at the top of the list. I'm counting you out. Um, <laughs> what are the life lessons Aaron Rodgers has learned this year? Life's a lot harder when you don't have a number one wide receiver. I don't know. What is the life lesson that Aaron Rodgers learned? Don't take all of the money and then not let your team bring in <laughs> any weapons. That's what he learned this year. No, I think he's feeling okay in his pocketbook. Um, I'm not going to judge him for getting the money he earned, right? Like, that's. I get it, right? Because Tom Brady, I think, is the glowing example. That's a guy that takes cuts to add, add pieces. I'm never going to fault somebody for taking the money they earned. Um, yeah, it's a lot of money to get a three and six start and to throw three interceptions against the worst defense in the league. It's a lot of money, but looking at, at what comes next, right? Should Jordan Love play this year? I vote yes. 
I, I don't think he starts this week against Dallas. But if you get to eight losses on the season, let's say they're four and eight. Okay, that, that puts them one and two over the next three weeks. And I mentioned the schedule, but I'll bring it up again. Cowboys, Titans, both at home. And then you go to Philly on Sunday night in three weeks. If, if you go one and two in that stretch, that puts you at four and eight. Season's over. Do you start thinking about playing Jordan Love? Because you've got that decision mulling, right? Do you pick up that fifth-year option? How long will Rodgers be around? What do you do with David Bakhtiari? I mean, that's another question you have to bring up, right? The guy, you feel for him, it's not his fault, his knee isn't working. But it is a business after all. Do you shut David Bakhtiari down for the season and hope he comes back next year healthy, fine, back to 100% finally? Do you have the tough conversation at the end of the year, do part ways with David Bakhtiari? Does David Bakhtiari say, you know what, I'm just not going to get back to 100% retire? I mean, there's a lot of conversations to have around David Bakhtiari. Conversations to be had around Jordan Love. I just can't believe they're here. I can't believe the Green Bay Packers are at three and six. I mean, we thought things would be rough to start this 2022 season. We said this all along, right? It'd be a process. Hopefully, in November and December, you start figuring it out. You pick up some steam and you roll with momentum into January. But that's obviously not the case. This is a team that had far more problems than we initially expected. I think Nathaniel Hackett, who was the offensive coordinator, now the head coach in Denver, uh, leaving. I think that had a bigger toll on this team than maybe we expected. Same with Luke Getze, the former quarterback coach, now the offensive coordinator in Chicago, running a pretty exciting offense, surprisingly, for the Chicago Bears. That probably had an effect. Devontae Adams obviously had an effect on this receiving core and the weapons offensively, but did you expect this? Expected growing pain. Did you expect a loss to the Lions where he only put up nine points against Thor's defense in the lake? Absolutely not. Pathetic is my word. What's your word? 844-770-3776. How do you, how do you uh, memorialize the Packers 2022 season? Because I call it over. Uh, I use the word pathetic. I don't think we have any answers to any questions. I'm just, I'm really curious to see what happens next, right? Because if this team does get to like four and ten with, with three weeks remaining, five and nine you have to start thinking about jordan love you have to he's a first round pick you got a fifth year option you have to decide whether or not you're picking up at the end of the season you don't know where rogers head is at i don't know that he knows either right because i don't think he's thinking about retirement until the offseason but there are some tricky tricky questions um and just real quick the injuries are, are really stacking up romeo dobbs out somewhere between four to six weeks could be more needs more x-rays with a high ankle sprain uh, Rashawn Gary's season has been reported as over due to a torn ACL. Aaron Jones' tests were negative. Sounds like he could even play this week, uh, which is the good news. But obviously, Rashawn Gary, ACL, that, that sucks. I mean, he was, he was debatably your best defensive player this year. Now he's gone. So this has gone much worse than we all expected. Uh, 844-770-3776. That's the old National Bank talking text line that's your way into the high noon hour. I'm Alex Strofe with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Um, where do we go from here? Theorize for me. Put the tinfoil cap on. That's what I want to know from you. Where do you think the Packers go from here? What decisions would you like to see them make yet this year? Think Matt LaFleur should be fired? Think Jordan Love should start? Wrap it up with Aaron Rodgers. Say, hey, let's see what we got in this kid since the season's over. I want to know what you'd like to see. 844-770-3776. That's the old National Bank talking text line. Uh, peek behind the curtain quick. 
typically we we Hunter Vaughn and I who runs our show. Uh, we typically plan out, you know, where we're going. And I told him today, I don't know. I just want to talk. I want to talk this out, right? I'm a huge Packers fan. I was born and raised in Green Bay. I need to get this off my chest. So this is going to kind of be therapeutic for me in a sense. I don't exactly know what we're going to talk about next. I do want to hear from you. What do you want to see out of the Packers? 844-770-3776. I'll probably complain um, for a while. I'll probably, maybe I'll cry. Who knows? I might be soft today. Probably yell about Aaron Rodgers. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur. I can tell you that much. That's as much as I know. We'll figure it out the rest of the way. It's the high noon hour. We're rolling on with you until 1 o'clock here on ESPN Madison. More football reactions, more high noon. The high noon hour with Alex Strofe continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Put up a shot up on the So was that interception call one, two, or three? That was number one. Okay. There you go. Three of them for Aaron Rodgers yesterday in the Packers. 15-9 loss to the Detroit Lions. It is the high noon hour. I'm Alex Strofe with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. We're reacting to what has been just a tremendously disappointing 2022 campaign for the Green Bay Packers, which I call over. This season's over. Um very disappointing stuff. Uh, we thought it'd be bad. We knew there'd be growing pains. We knew it might be a rough start. I don't think anybody thought it'd be this rough. It's been as as rough as as you can possibly comprehend. And we were talking in the break a little bit. Hunter Vaughn with us as well, running the show. I don't know that the Packers will win another game this year. And what I mean by that is they will. They will win another game this year. But I don't know which one it will be, right? Because usually with the Packers, and we've seen this not only the last four years of Matt LaFleur, but the last, I don't know, 15 years, um, you can pretty much look ahead and be like, yeah, that's a winnable game. That's a winnable game. That's a winnable game. After yesterday, I can't look at any game on the schedule besides maybe Week 18 against the Lions, which Jordan Love will be starting in that game, of, as winnable games. Uh, Daniel DeSloth chimes in in the Old National Bank text line, 844-770-3776, saying the Packers won't win another game this year. Uh, between And he rolls through the key offensive players for each team the rest of the way. Dak Prescott next week. Derrick Henry, who plays for the Titans on Thursday night that next week. Jalen Hurts of the Eagles. Justin Fields, Matt Stafford, Tua Tungavailoa, Kirk Cousins, and then the Lions again. Every one of those teams is tremendously better than the Packers are, says Daniel DeSloth on the text line. Tell me this on the text line, or you can call in and, and, and talk through this with me. When is the next time you expect the Green Bay Packers to win a football game? Is it this upcoming week against Dallas? Are you feeling a lot more optimistic than I am? You're looking at that Bears game on December 4th and saying, yeah, that's the one? I mean, w- when is the next game for the Packers that you're feeling good about? Because I don't feel good about any of them. Any of them. I mean, there's eight left. There's eight left. Zero of them may be the Lions Week 18 I feel good about, but like I said, I think Jordan Love's playing that game. So I don't feel good about any of them. Uh, I think it's September 2023, the next time you can even think that they're you're genuinely going to feel good about this team winning a game. You think the Packers go 3-14? and 14? I think that's a very real chance. I think they're the worst team in the league. They're not going to have the worst record, but I think they're the worst team in the league. Whoa. They're worse than Houston? Yes, they are. Houston, Houston could beat them. They're worse than Detroit. I, they I know showed they, it on Sunday. I know they lost them yesterday, but you, you if, will if say. If you lose to a team, then you're worse than them. All right. 
All right. There you go. Hunter Vaughn says 3-14. and 14. Very realistic. What say you? 844-770-3776. Um, all right. Aaron Rodgers, I don't think we played this one. He was asked by Matt Schneidman of The Athletic. Um, essentially, all due respect, uh, Matt threw in there, which was terrific. Um, how, how do you respond, right? Like, how do you have continued confidence after losing five in a row? You're now three and six. It looks totally unlikely that you're a playoff team. Rodgers paused for 13 seconds before answering the question. I watched it live. I was like, is he just not responding? What's he doing here? And then he answered with this. We cut out the silence for you because 13 seconds of, of no radio is, is not good radio. So here's, here's Aaron Rodgers on being counted out. I've been counted out many times in uh, my life, as have many of my teammates. And I hope we just dig deep and find a way. We will truly be underdogs for many games moving forward. Hopefully we can embrace that. We have two games at home. we got to go win those two games in a week. And then this thing looks a little different. That's Aaron Rodgers uh, saying, yeah, we got to win two. We're five and six. We're right back in it, which isn't true, and it's not going to happen. But Hunter Vaughn, go ahead. Yeah, that 13 seconds of silence, they played it on the Green Bay game day post game, And I was driving back home with my wife. And while that was going, I just went, silence is deafening. He is mentally done, I think. He's not going to say it. Aaron won't ever say it, but he is mentally done. I, I, I don't know if he's mentally done. I think you know he's talking 20 minutes after the, the final whistle blows uh, against Detroit. It's the worst loss he's probably taken in his career. I mean, we can run through some of the other ones maybe, but it's it's got to be right up there as just the worst given the timing and, and losing four straight going into it. It's got to be the hardest loss that's not a playoff game Aaron Rodgers has taken. Hardest regular season loss without a doubt. So I, I think he's... You know, we we date back to uh, the loss of the Giants in London, right? We talked about it that that following Monday. Hunter was, uh, he said, you know, it's one loss. It is what it is. We got to manifest wins. And while he's saying that in the locker room, Jair Alexander is saying, uh, you know, if we lose to the Jets at home next week, then I'll be worried. And and Rogers, we remember, kind of threw a fit, right? He said, we can't be talking like that. You know, I think manifestation is real. If we're talking about losing to the Jets, it's going to happen. We got it. We got to talk better in the locker room. But he he doesn't have an answer anymore because this offense, him included, is is the worst he's been a part of. I, I I can't think of a year where it's been worse. I mean, if he's been hurt, then yes. I mean, like twenty, what was it, twenty sixteen? I think he it was the collarbone injury. Um, maybe twenty fifteen, whatever that was, and. Yeah, that was a bad year, but you didn't have Aaron Rodgers. And this year you do, but you don't have the Aaron Rodgers we all know and love, at least on the field. I, I don't know what, what how you manufacture confidence. And I think that's what Aaron Rodgers was trying to figure out in those 13 seconds, right? It's it's do It was do or die. We called yesterday a must-win game for the Packers, and it was. Because as I started the show today, the funerals, you know, the funeral procession continues. The season is over, unless you somehow—I don't know how the hell you do this—but somehow you turn around and you you rattle off ten of eleven wins, and then you're you know you're or excuse me, uh, seven of eight wins, and then you're ten and seven, and hopefully that's enough to get in. I mean, it's just I, I, we knew it would be bad, and Aaron Rodgers probably knew it wasn't going to be easy, given 
the turnover this year, right? You lose the offensive coordinator. You you lose your quarterbacks coach. You use you lose your top two receivers and both Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, so yeah, you, you knew it'd be bad. You knew it'd be rough to start at least, but hopefully you have Aaron Rodgers, right? You still have Matt LaFleur, who's the offensive play caller. You can create, you can be innovative, you can find ways to involve the young guys like Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson when they're healthy and on the field. So it's uh it's it's really odd. I, I just I, none of us thought this would be where the Packers are at through nine games, three and six, especially when they started three and one. It's uh, really really odd. Uh, Daniel the Sloth chimes back in, says maybe Dallas or Philly, but if they don't win against either of those teams, they will win the last week against Detroit. Um, interesting. Six oh eight chimes in. Can we talk about Jeff Saturday getting the job in Indianapolis, going from ESPN analyst to head coach and never coaching in the NFL, never coaching. Period. By the way, maybe he did like I don't know if he has kids. Does Jeff? I assume Jeff Saturday has kids. I'll do some research. Yeah, do that for me. Maybe he's been a flag football coach, but he's yeah, he's never coached the NFL. If LaFleur gets fired, you might be the next man up, Strofe, says the 608. I'd rather replace Gutekunst than LaFleur. Doesn't being a GM mean you have to be good at math? I've listened to a lot of your Prep Mania broadcasts. Yeah, not good yeah. At math. No, math's definitely not my thing, but that's why you have a guy like Russ Ball who is good at math. Um, I think I could be an okay general manager. I think. I, I could get through it. Uh, but yeah, no, that Jeff Saturday hiring is, is bonkers. We'll get into that here in a few minutes as we go through the NFL quick hits because I'm fascinated by that storyline. So uh, good text, 608. I might be the next man up. You think, you know, Matt LaFleur is is everything when he was hired, right? It was a big question mark because he was coming from, from Tennessee who did not have a good year that year. I think they were the 27th ranked offense the year Matt LaFleur got hired. And we talked about his innovation. We talked about his creativity. And, you know, we thought Matt LaFleur had to prove his way, and he did. He, through three years, he was the most winningest head coach ever. He won 39 games in the regular season his first three years as head coach. So going into this year, we said, all right, it might be a little rough to start. Matt LaFleur gets the benefit of the doubt, and, you know, hopefully they can figure it out. They might not be a 13-win team in 2022, but they should still be the NFC North champion and Obviously, Minnesota's a little bit better than we expected, but they, at worst, are a wild card team that hopefully hits their stride late. And now they've lost five in a row. It's over with. It's over with. We go to Oregon now on the old National Bank talking text line, 844-770-3776. John in Oregon. Oregon, rather. And you're not in the state, Oregon. You are in the city of Oregon. And you are on the high noon hour. What's up, John? Well, I got four things. Right Four now, things. we got too many injuries to win anymore. We got no leadership, uh, and we might get one more win. And I have been waiting for twenty-seven, twenty-eight years for season tickets, and now I don't want them. <laughs> John and Oregon, that's terrific. Yeah, look, uh, the leadership part is interesting because um, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that we thought the teammates could get behind. Right? You, you thought that was the guy. That would rally the troops, and, and same with Matt LaFleur. But at this point, you don't really know what's going on in that locker room. I'm really curious what those conversations would be um, or are. You know, right now, after you lose six in a row, or five in a row, rather, it's going to be six in a row. I'm getting ahead of myself. The injuries suck. I mean, the injuries were horrible yesterday. Rashawn Gary out for the year. David Bakhtiari only plays half the game. Aaron Jones hurt. 
who am I forgetting? Romeo Dobbs hurt. Christian Watson hurt. I mean, they, they, they really piled up yesterday. They certainly didn't help the case. But I'd be curious. Uh, and it looks like John was going to ask John before he left us. Um, do the injuries change the outcome of that game? Let's say nobody gets hurt. Bakhtiari's healthy the full game. Aaron Jones doesn't leave late. Christian Watson doesn't get hurt. Romeo Dobbs doesn't get hurt. Does that change the outcome of that game? I'm not entirely convinced it does. I really don't think it does. Now, Romeo Dobbs looked good when he played, but I don't think that changes the the outcome of that game. John, let me give you a tip, though. Stay on that wait list. Because given how that list works, you're going to be waiting another 10 years. Who knows? We'll probably have another Hall of Fame quarterback running the offense in a decade when you finally get said season tickets. It is the high noon hour. I'm Alex Strofe with you. Love hearing from John. Would love to hear from you as well. 844-770-3776. When do you think the Packers' next win will be? What should they do with Matt LaFleur? I don't say fire him yet. I'm just I'm curious if anybody's on that bandwagon. Because you look at Detroit. They fired their defensive backs coach last week. They cost three interceptions yesterday. Hmm. We date back to the last day the Packers won their last game, October 2nd. That was the day Wisconsin fired their head coach, Paul Christ. They've won three games since then. When there is a leadership change of sorts, it doesn't necessarily need to be Matt LaFleur. It can be whoever. It can be the inside linebackers coach. I think it lights a fire. And I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not reporting anything. I just wouldn't be shocked if we see some movement this week. Because five losses in Green Bay, ooh, that's inexcusable. It's not Green Bay's method, typically, to make a midseason change. But after five losses, I have to start considering it. It's too bad Jeff Saturday's not on the market anymore. We'll get into that next uh, as we do some NFL quick hits. But phone lines, text lines, stay wide open, 844-770-3776. Get your take in. Love chatting with all of you as we work through it together. The Packers lose their fifth game in a row to the lowly Detroit Lions. He scored nine points against the defense. That's allowing 27 points a game. That counts yesterday's game. So they were allowing more than that per game. That nine brought their average down significantly. Crazy to me. All right, we'll continue to work through it together. NFL quick hits as Jeff Saturday gets the job in Indy, at least on an interim basis. We'll talk about it next. It's the High Noon Hour on ESPN Madison. You're listening to the High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Join the show on the Old National Bank talk and text line, 844-770-3776. A good guitar riff always cheers me up. Just let that sink into your bones for a minute. We need to be cheered up today. It is the high noon hour. Roll it out on your Monday after the Packers puke all over themselves in Detroit. 15 to 9, the Packers fall to the Detroit Lions. Packers now 3 and 6 on the air. Season's over. Hope you're all having fun. You got your Sundays back now, I guess, if you want them. Um,. Yeah, wow. I, I, I'm still struggling with the fact that the Packers lost yesterday. Like, that is... I didn't see it coming. And I know a lot of people did, given the way this team's performed recently, but I didn't see nine points only being scored. Like, if they if they were going to lose, I thought they'd put up 28, and their defense would lose the game. I didn't think Aaron Rodgers would be the reasons the, pa- the Packers lose 
to the Lions. I'm Alex Strofe, the High Noon Hour, brought to you, of course, by High Noon. Sunny with a chance to win $20,000. High Noon Seltzers made with real vodka, real juice, and sparkling water. We've got 13 flavors now available in Tailgate and Variety 8 or 12 packs. And this fall, for a limited time at participating locations around the Madison area, scan the QR code at point of purchase for your chance to win $20,000 instantly. 20 Gs. How would that feel? That'd brighten up your Monday a little bit. Then you find out instantly, which is the cool part about the high noon giveaway. Bunch of locations around the Madison area, which includes all the high V's in the area. You can scan a QR code. You'll find out instantly if you won $20,000. Some of the locations also include the W, State Street Brats, um, Lucky's, the Red Zone, Chasers 2.0, Whiskey Jacks. And then, as I mentioned, all the high V's in the area. Also, Piggly Wiggly and Neil's Liquor up near Key. So, yeah, you got a bunch of options. You got a bunch of options to go scan a QR code. And like I said, you find, that's my favorite part. You find out instantly if you win $20,000. No purchase necessary, but you must be 21 years or older to enter. All right, let's get into it. NFL Quick Hits time. Who stood out? Who stunk it up? What, what, what do you mean I stink? stink? Why don't you go take a shower? Let's go around the league. This is Quick Hits. First down. We're going to start off with the huge hiring news in the NFL. Jeff Saturday, former head coach of Hebron Christian Academy there you in go. Georgia. There you go. What do you expect out of Jeff Saturday in his first NFL head coaching term? Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, Hunter. I'm not going to answer that question um, because I don't know what to expect. Look, this team doesn't have high expectations. The Colts don't, uh, which I think is why they're making this move. Um, they're bringing in somebody that can fire people up, you know, go, go the morale route, and just try to see it through. He's not going to get that job full time. Um He's just seeing it the rest of the way, which I think is really fun. So, he has high school coaching experience in Georgia, which is a good high school football state. But how does that translate? I was reading something as well from Adam Schefter on Twitter. Zero coaches on the Indianapolis staff has called plays in the NFL before. Zero. Frank Reich was the big play caller. And they fired the defensive coordinator last week. Uh, So Adam Schefter on Twitter says it will be one of Saturday's first orders of business, figuring out who will call plays Sunday versus the Raiders. (laughs) It's going to be ugly. The Raiders might actually win a game. Wow, they're going to get three wins. Wow. I mean, this is just crazy, this Jeff Saturday news. Nobody saw that coming because typically interims is just an internal promotion of sorts, right? I don't remember, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember these jobs. Um going external mid-season for somebody that wasn't in the room the first, in this case, nine weeks of the season. It's so odd. I love it. It's like Jason Wildy said this on Wildy and Tausch, but it's true. It's it's like the Packers firing Matt LaFleur and hiring Tausch as the head coach of the Packers. Analyst? Uh, a guy that has, uh, what, I think, he, I think he coaches youth baseball? Yeah. Mark Tauscher. So he's got some youth baseball coaching experience. It's like giving him the job. And no disrespect to Tausch, he's a brilliant football mind, but I don't know how Jeff Saturday gets this job. It's fascinating. I love it. I mean, it's it's my favorite NFL storyline all of a sudden. Jeff Saturday, head coach. What's, uh, what's next? Second down. In the NFC North, if you didn't see this, uh, Strofe, Justin Fields, his stat line on Sunday, 17 Amazing. of 28, 
123 yards, three passing touchdowns, and then he ran the ball 15 times, 178 yards, and a touchdown of 61 yards. Is Justin Fields the best quarterback in the NFC North? No, it's Kirk Cousins right now, um, but Justin Fields has found his uh, found his rhythm. He's put together back-to-back really solid games, and thank God I started him in fantasy football this week. He had like 55 points. Um, so, yeah, uh, fired up about that. Uh, hold on. Something I haven't mentioned yet that I forgot about and I wanted to reference earlier. Um, Lil Wayne, not happy with the Packers. Yeah. Lil Wayne tweets yesterday. R.I.P. to the season. We should have gotten rid of 12, Aaron Rodgers, before the season. Lil Wayne fed up like the rest of us. Anyway, let's move on. Third down. Third down. Uh, The AFC East, since the Jets got a win, they have the Bills at 6-2. Yep. The Jets and the Dolphins are 6-3. The Patriots are 5-4. Wow. The AFC East is the best division in football, right? Hmm. Um, that's a good question, Hunter. It's either them or the NFC East, right? Because the Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles are all very good as well. Uh, sure, I'll give that to you. I'll say yes, the AFC East is the best division in football. Now, does the Super Bowl champion come out of the AFC East? Maybe. Buffalo? I, I think so. You think Buffalo is the yeah. best? The Jets beating them was a huge win. It's a huge win for Robert Sala and the Jets. Um... Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll say they are the best division in football. Hey, I'll tell you what the worst division in football is. The NFC North. Worst division in football. I think. Is there a worst? AFC South? Jacksonville's bad. Indy's bad. Houston's bad. Tennessee's good. Yeah. The AFC parallel of the NFC North. Yeah, those are probably both equal. I'm just trying to think if there's a worse division. The AFC West has not lived up to expectations, but it's it's a better division than... Uh, the NFC North. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll give you the AFC East. NFC East second. Football's weird. This is just not the way I expected this season to shake out, right? Because I said uh, we had a preseason high noon hour. I said my, my number one storyline I'm most intrigued by is the AFC West, right? Raiders, Broncos, you know, kind of new teams, new visions, new head coaches, uh, new big weapons on offense. Thought that would be fascinating. Obviously, I have the Chiefs in there as well and then the Chargers. Um so I was fascinated by that division, but they have not lived up to the hype. The East divisions now, both NFC and AFC, are very intriguing all of a sudden. Each of those divisions might have three playoff teams. Now with seven teams making each playoffs, or each in each conference making the playoffs. So, huh, that's a thought-provoking question. Hunter, what do you got on fourth down? Fourth down. Well, I didn't stay up for all of this game last night because for whatever reason I was just getting really sleepy. Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 68 times. Yes, he did. For 446 yards. He threw one touchdown, and then he did run in for another touchdown. Another quarterback that led his team in rushing yards. Um, did Patrick Mahomes just win the MVP off of last night's performance? Uh, he was already the front runner, uh, but throwing the ball 68 times is absurd. I watched the entirety of this game. Uh, actually, not the entirety, but like second quarter forward I watched it. It's a fun game. Tennessee looks good, which makes me scared for that Packers game I mentioned I'm going to in uh, a week from Thursday. (sighs) Yeah, I think so. If he stays healthy, he's the MVP. I can't think of anybody else that would get it, right? Like Jalen Hurts is making a good case, obviously, being 8-0. But 
Mahomes is just outrageous. It's the first time in his career, by the way, he's thrown for 400 yards in back-to-back games. Um, which that was an that interesting is crazy statement. to me. Yeah, I, I, I figured he'd done it before because he's just been – Mahomes has been on top of the world since he was named the full-time starter in Kansas City. Yeah, I think he's the MVP, Hunter. Good question. Good questions today in NFL. Thank you. Wow, thought-provoking. You've got my mind racing. Look, because I've been so down in the dumps the last, what are we at now, uh, over 24, about 24 hours. I haven't thought about anything else. Like, I've watched football, but I sat there thinking about the Packers the entire rest of the day yesterday. I'm not quite to numb, right? Like, I'm not quite to acceptance in the stages of grief, right? Because you have denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. I'm probably between anger and depression where I fall right now. Like, I'm mad, but it's we're so far removed from turning around being a possibility that I'm just upset because this is not what I expected for the Green Bay Packers in 2022. I thought this was a team that would win the division. I, I believe I was quoted as saying something along the lines of, the Packers win the NFC North with Jordan Love at quarterback before the season. Obviously, that's not true because they can't even win more than four game, three games through the first half of the season with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. So obviously that's not true. But I am so – I'm not numb yet, but I'm just so disappointed and so disgusted with what we've seen from the Green Bay Packers during this five-game stretch. I just don't know where they go from here. You have to start Jordan Love at some point this season, and I don't think you wait until week 18. I don't think one game is enough of a resume – and that would be, what, three games total? Or, or two and a half games total in the regular season he would have played then at that point? He played against the Chiefs last year, played the second half against the Lions, and then plays the full game against the Lions at the end of this year. You, you can't use two and a half games as enough reasoning to pick up a fifth-year option, even if Aaron Rodgers retires. I'm, I, I don't know what the Packers do. So I want you to put on your tinfoil hat for a second. I always have it on, Hunter. I'm ready. Are we going to keep hearing about this thumb injury for Aaron Rodgers and then they're going to use that as the reason to shut him down for the year to then see what they actually have in Jordan Love for an extended period of time? I'd be okay with that. I'd, be, I'd use any excuse you have, right? Like in the NBA, you get the load management, so it's like back spasms or illness or soreness. Use it with Rodgers. I don't care. I want to see Jordan Love. Not necessarily next week against Dallas, but... When we get into December, yeah, I want to see Jordan Love playing three games. Putting, jo- putting he, Jordan Love against Micah Parsons would just be mean next week. Yeah, that would be mean. You're right. Uh, but, but next week, I'm, I'm talking myself into something. I'm going to tell you what that is next as we wrap up the high noon hour. I, I just am all over the place, as you've probably been able to tell the last 51 minutes. I don't really know what to make of anything, but I'm starting to convince myself of something. I'll tell you what that is as we wrap up the high noon hour after this. More football reactions, more High Noon. The High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Wrapping up the High Noon Hour on your Monday, reacting to the Packers' fifth loss in a row. They fall to the Detroit Lions yesterday. Woof. I'm Alex Strofe with you for a few more minutes here on ESPN Madison. We've got Rutledge and Nelson coming up. Next, a special three-hour funeral procession edition of Rutledge and Hamilton with Jesse Nelson filling in for Matt Hamilton. He's off curling and winning, is it, from what I hear. He's, he's been winning a lot. Nice. So good for Matt Hamilton. Um, he was supposed to be back today, but he won too much, so uh, he'll be back tomorrow. Sounds like he's catching a red-eye tonight. He's got a championship game to play in. So, good so for- he didn't have much confidence in himself, and this is what happens then when he doesn't do that? You got the uh, drum 
for you? Or, uh, no, I don't have that. Oh, okay, fair enough. All right, so I said before the break, and we'll wrap up on this. I'm starting to myself of something, and um, I think I've talked myself out of it during the break. That's how fragile my mind is today, but I'm going to tell you anyway. This Cowboys game on Sunday feels like the perfect storm for the Green Bay Packers to either put up or shut up. And the Mike McCarthy angle just adds extra pressure, especially to one guy in particular. His name, Aaron Rodgers. I view this Cowboys game on Sunday as if the the Packers could actually win this game. And this might be the game where we all go, hmm, what is this team? We've been saying it the last five weeks, but if they win against the Cowboys on Sunday, which I, I think, Hunter, you're a Cowboys fan, you might agree with me on this. I think this is the game Aaron Rodgers had scheduled on his calendar, knowing McCarthy's coming back to town. And this could just be the perfect storm. As Rodgers put it, man, you win this game, you win against Tennessee, those two back-to-back home games in in a week, this looks a little bit different. It was exactly Rodgers' term. You're then 5-6. and I still say the season's over at 5-6, and but it does look a lot different than 3-6. I'm starting to talk myself into the Packers winning on Sunday. But, 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 before you respond, I'm not fully convinced that's the case. Because my expectations are gone, right? Like, I don't expect the Packers to win another game the rest of the year. And if they lose by 25 points on Sunday, I won't be surprised. But, if they win, maybe I'll uh, I'll start thinking, yeah, maybe they can turn this around. Final words, Hunter, go ahead. Um, Osio Digizua. D tackle for the Cowboys, I think, is going to be the X factor. Say that again. O.C. Odigizua. Okay, you only said that he's going to be the X factor because he wanted to prove you could say his name on the radio. Yes or no? Yes or no? That's a small part of it. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah. But all the attention is going to be on Micah Parsons. I think he's going to just have a field day on the interior of the Packers' O-line. And then on the opposite side of the ball, Jake Ferguson, former Badger. Shout out. He, there's not going to be a whole lot of attention paid to him because of the other weapons, and I think he may be able to take advantage of a I'd depleted linebacker. I'll be court. honest. I'd love to see it. I love Jake Ferguson, one of the all-time greats uh, here in Madison. Before we go, Skeeter chimes in. How about this theory? The last two seasons, Green Bay has had a Super Bowl-winning roster and underachieved. This year, they have an average roster and are bad. Is this a coaching problem? Well, it's uh, probably a coaching problem among many other Thanks. Thanks, th- thanks so much for hanging out with us today. This has been the High Noon Hour on ESPN Madison. We've got Rutledge and Hamilton coming up next. A reminder, if you missed any of today's show, go get it wherever you get your podcasts. Just search the High Noon Hour or search Alex Trophy. You'll find it. Wisconsin On Demand app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Really fun conversation. As I went through, like, I know there's five stages of grief. I think I went through about 19 of them today. So go get it wherever you get your podcast. Rutledge and Hamilton next. This has been the High Noon Hour.